let's talk about it. Okay, so today it's just me, Adasia, and I'm going to talk about something that happened to me personally or whatever. It's not something that I really talked about much, but, you know, it's been about seven months, so I think, I don't know, I think, I think it's okay to talk about it at least so that people can get the background because I mean everybody knows what happened to me back in May that are on my Facebook and social medias because niggas is nosy let's just be honest I got the most views when I lost Elijah the most likes all that random people hitting me up in my inbox which I didn't mind but at the same time I just felt like it was a little weird anyways so Back in, let me see, when did I find out I was pregnant with Elijah? I want to say, hold on, I'm checking. Don't mind me. Back in, should I want to say I found out back in December? Yeah, so back in December 2020, I found out I was pregnant. Um, I cried because my daughter was seven. I mean, I didn't want any more kids. And here I was, pregnant with a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, who the hell wants to have a grown-ass seven-year-old, eight-year-old, and then a new fucking born baby? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really wasn't with it. But, you know, I don't particularly myself feel comfortable with the idea of having an abortion because if I did want to have a baby later on I know that could lower my chances of getting pregnant so I kept the baby or whatever um pregnant for a couple of weeks and everything was going fine and then one day out of nowhere I am spotting and everyone around me is like, you know, it's no, it's normal to spot in a pregnancy. You ain't been pregnant in a long time. It's normal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So a week goes by and I'm still spotting. And I didn't have a doctor's appointment coming up. So I took my ass to the hospital. And when I got there, they said it was too early to tell. But my baby could either have Down syndrome or I could be miscarrying. And... You know, my options were to terminate the pregnancy or to keep the pregnancy going. And I was like, well, if my baby has Down syndrome, you know, that's not really a big of a deal. So I'm going to keep my baby because I'm not going to put myself through something I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, it wasn't life threatening to me. So I felt like I could be in good health and still carry this baby at this point. So. We go later on down the line, go to my appointment or whatever. I get my ultrasound and my doctor looks at the ultrasound and he says, we need to get you to a specialist because there's something wrong with this this baby and he only worked with normal pregnancies. And I'm like, well, that kind of sounds fucked up, but okay. 
Um, he said if he took, if I went to the specialist and everything was fine, that I would come back to him. Everything was not fine. Everything was not fine. So I went to the specialist or whatever. We talked about doing an amio, and that's where they stick a long-ass needle in your stomach, and they take some of your amniotic fluid out and run tests on it to see, you know, different possibilities, different genetic disorders that your babies can have. Um, and they ran the test, and there was a couple that the lady talked to me about, but the one that sticks out to me the most, the only one I can remember because it was my situation, is triploidy. And that is a fatal, 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 fatal disorder that kids can get in it. And you get it when two eggs, or I'm sorry, two sperms fertilize one egg. That's what they tell me. Two, two sperms fertilize the same egg. And it causes your baby to have an extra set of each chromosome. So Elijah had three of every chromosome. And they said it was fatal for him, but he could make it up to six months. Now, there was a lot of shit that they failed to mention to me about this that did put me in danger. But, you know, being that they didn't say that, I just was like, okay, well, I guess I got to think about whether I want to terminate this pregnancy or not now. That was the longest two fucking weeks of my life. Trying to decide whether I wanted to keep my baby, because at this point, I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, um, or to terminate my pregnancy. Now, my family was all for me terminating it because I'm so young, and they're like, you can get pregnant again later on down the line, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but I'm pregnant now, you know? And I just, I wanted to meet my baby. So against my family's wishes, I did decide to keep Elijah. Um and finish out the pregnancy as far as I could. You know what I'm saying? As long as I could, I was going to keep my baby. Now, his due date was in August. August. I want to say it was the 16th. August 16th. 17th. That was his due date. Now, we're running along or whatever, having to keep an eye on my blood pressure, having to make sure that I eat correctly, and all this. Now, the whole time, my mom keeps telling me every day, like, you look really sick. You look like you're getting sicker. You look like you're getting sicker. And the truth was, I was. I was truly getting sicker. Um, the pregnancy was taking a toll on my body to the point where my eyes were sinking in. Like, I looked like I was on drugs bad, but if you seen me in person, you knew I was pregnant. So, drugs was definitely not the cause of it. For anyone who saw my pictures and thought I was on drugs. <laughs> um, one day, May, in May, I go to, to the doctor for my little visit or whatever. My blood pressure was high as fuck. High as fuck. It was so high. They took my pee and they were like, we'll call you and let you know if we need you to come back in. Because your blood pressure has been kind of high the last couple of appointments. And... You know, you're at risk for preeclampsia. And we don't want that to happen to you because at this point you're our patient, not the baby. You know, it's all about saving you. I'm like, okay, let's see. So I go home or whatever. And then the next day, I think it was the next day, I get a call. 
It's either the next day or two days after the visit, I get a call from my doctor and she's like, we need to get you in to get you induced right away because your pee has high levels of protein in it and that is not good in your situation. Um, so at this point, it was a fetal, it was, I'm sorry, it was a fatal condition for me and for the baby. So I'm like, are you sure? Like, There's nothing that we can do to kind of like keep him inside because at this point, you know, I made it this far. I'm like six months. I don't, I don't really, almost seven months. I really don't want to, you know, go ahead and terminate this pregnancy or be induced if I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? She said, well, let's get you in and let's get you looked at or whatever. And I said, well, when do you want me to come in? The weekend? Tomorrow? when you want me to come in because I'm at work right now and she was like if you can get in today then you need to come in today honestly because it's just it was too high so I was just like all right so I call my mom I tell her the situation or whatever I'm finna get in the shower my mom's gonna drive me up to the hospital because it's in Chapel Hill and my car was broken down at the time so luckily I worked from home so that was a plus but anyways so I go take a shower whatever I'm in the shower I cut the shower water off and my fucking water breaks I busted into tears I started screaming my water broke I caught my mom panicking like yo my water just broke why did my water break or whatever and she was like call your doctor and tell her and see what she says So I call her and I'm like, hey, my water just broke. She says, you need to get here as soon as possible. You need to come to the hospital as soon as you can because we definitely, your body is telling you that it's time too. Like, so get here as soon as you can. So we sped to the hospital or whatever we get there, leaking fluids. I did not have my first contraction until they wheeled me through the hospital doors. Why does it look red outside? Hold on. What the fuck? Oh, it's about lights, car lights. Okay. So, they um, wheeled me into the hospital. I started having my contractions and shit. They test me for COVID. I'm the only one that got tested. I was pissed about that. I felt like everybody in the room should have got tested, but I was the only one that got tested for COVID. I didn't have COVID. Went to the bathroom and my cord, my umbilical cord was out. Now, mind you, two seconds before I went to the bathroom, we had listened to Elijah's heartbeat. So he was still there. He was still kicking, ready to come. Went to the bathroom. My cord came out. I'm like, what the? F- what is this? This shit don't. First of all, it was like purple and gray. Secondly, it felt weird because, yes, I touched it. It was coming out of my body. I wanted to know what it felt like. So they checked for his heartbeat again. And it was not there. (laughs) So my son passed. He passed away because one, there was no fluid in there to keep him alive, even if it could for a second. And two, I mean, I knew it was a possibility, but you know how he tried to keep hope alive for the best outcome. That's what I was trying to do. I really wanted to at least get an hour with him breathing like I knew because I didn't make it full term that he wasn't going to survive for six months. I knew that. I understood that. I just didn't think I would get basically no time with him. 
So she looks at me and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I did everything to hold back the tears at that moment. Next thing you know, the doctor comes in and is like, okay, so it's almost time. Just whenever you feel like you have to push, push. Okay. I'm like, all right. The doctor leaves and then the nurse leaves two seconds later. I look over at my mom and I'm like, I got to push. I pushed Elijah out. (laughs) My mom was in there. My sister was in there. There's no doctor, no nurse to be found. And I pushed him out. I pushed my son out or whatever. They came back in time to help me get the placenta out. Now, when I pushed the placenta out, it broke because my placenta was like three times the size it should have been. It broke open. So my placenta broke open, you know, boom. So there's that. Not only did my placenta break open, but I started losing hella blood, like a lot of blood to the point where the bed was flooded. There's a puddle on the floor, everything. It was so much blood. It was blood everywhere. It was so gross. And all I remember is looking down. I asked three times, was that too much blood? They told me no. And I started to shake. That's all I can remember. Everything went black. My eyes rolled in the back of my head. I was shaking uncontrollably. I was able to look at my mom for a second. And I could hear her saying, Adesia, are you okay? Adesia, are you okay? Say something. Are you okay? I just couldn't couldn't speak. Nothing would come out. So, you know, they ended up having to take me to surgery to get the access blood clocks um, out of me, one, and to get me stable again, two. I ended up having to get blood transfusion. Um, I stayed in the hospital for six days. That is very unusual after having a baby, if you don't know. The usual time is a day or two, sometimes three if you have a C-section. But I stayed in the hospital for six days after having him because my blood pressure would not go down. They had to give me blood. They had to make sure the blood, you know, set well with my body and everything like that. And the six days I was in the hospital, I had to, you know, I was able to keep Elijah with me the entire time. That sounds weird, but they had like a cooler for him so that I guess his body wouldn't get too hot and start to smell bad. But yeah, the whole time I was in the hospital, he was by my side. So it was like spending time with him, even though he wasn't there. That was, that's one of the hardest things I had to go through in my life. One of the hardest things. I would never wish that losing a kid on anybody, not even my worst enemy. That shit changes you. Every day since May 23rd. That's the day I lost my son. Every day since May 23rd. I think about him. Every day. I lost my son. I almost lost myself. Almost died. Um, I was 
the closest to death I've came. So it was very intense, not only for me, but for my family, especially my mom and my sister, because they were there with me. And then, you know, my family having to pick up the pieces of a broken young woman after losing Elijah, having to speak to a therapist, a psychiatrist, being on depression medicine, all these medications I have to take now. Like, I was on blood pressure pills for a while, but my blood pressure is stable again, so I don't have to take those anymore. But I'm still on depression medicine. I'm on depression medicine. Um, that's pretty much... I have, I got sleeping medicine, too, because my, my sleeping pattern was fucked up after losing Elijah. But now it's fucked up because I am currently pregnant again. Gosh, so I'm on depression medicine, sleeping medicine. I have a muscle relaxer because this baby fucks with my back. And I take my prenatals. I got to take a baby aspirin so that I it lowers my risks of having preeclampsia again since I already had it once. And yeah, that's my life. Bunch of fucking pills and medicines and pregnancies this year but you know my daughter's happy she she's excited to become a big sister again so that's one of the most important things to me and I I still have Elijah with me everywhere I go so it's like I lost him but at least now he's with me forever I guess I don't know I'm going to go ahead and end this. It was great making this podcast because it's been a while. Y'all take it easy.